0: The heaven. Oh, I don't think I really understood ever how good it is to know heaven is real, heaven exists. Heaven. I love the song that we lead into heaven on earth because that's what God really intended for you and I to. Live every moment that he's given us on this beautiful planet, experiencing heaven on earth. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You're listening to Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ right here in the beautiful state of Florida in the city of Tallahassee. And I'm here this morning to let you know and remind you that we can escape. Escape, escape to heaven because God has prepared this place for us way before, generations before, before the foundation of time for you and for I. So today what we're going to learn is, well, what's going on in heaven? What's happening in heaven? You know, a lot of people say, I don't want to, you know, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, 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 I want to go to heaven, but God, it's going to be so boring, you know, oh, what I'm going to do, is just sit around heaven all day, um, I don't think that's what it is, so we're going to look in the Word of God and see some of the things that are happening in heaven. And also, where is Jesus? You know, we know he, uh, you know, we know he died on the cross and they, uh, took him off the cross and, you know, he was in the ground for three days and three nights. And those of you that are more spiritually minded, we know that he went under and beneath the earth and preached and took the keys to heaven and death. I mean, hell and death. So, but where is he now? Where is Jesus now? And then finally, if you and I are believers and we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God raised from the dead by the power of God, then do you realize that you are wearing a crown? Oh, yes, you're royal. You are wearing a crown because in the beginning, when God created man and then he made him from the dust and blew into him his own breath and then blessed him as he created him, giving him the dominion and and literally having him designed to be the effective ruler of this planet in God's own stead When he did all of that, his original intent, he thought of you as his own child. And our Father, our God, who art in heaven, he is eternal. He is the King of kings. He himself is royal. And as his children, so are we. Let's get started on this journey. I'm ready. I hope you are. So, I'm going to the Word. What is happening in heaven? I believe that uh, in Revelations, the ninth chapter, we learn about the preparation of marriage. There is a a busy time going on in heaven. Why? Because everyone's preparing for the marriage. In Revelation 19, starting with seventh verse, it said, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, For the marriage of the Lamb, Jesus, is come, and his wife, which is the bride, which is the church, which is Celac, hath made herself ready, and to her, the bride, was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints." And he said unto me, this is Jesus saying unto John, the the revelator, write, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. And in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, before I go into Hebrews, let me comment there, that right now while you and I are on earth, and as we can see the signs of the times and on earth, Things are changing, and 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 uh, evil is escalating. But God is going to pour His Spirit out abundantly, and there's going to be the huge harvest. And we could just see and feel the convergence of so much, you know, Israel being birthed of just so many things going on, uh, the knowledge of man increasing. Well, guess what? Simultaneously, in heaven. There's a readiness, there's a preparation for the marriage because Jesus is coming back to earth and he's coming back to earth to do what? To get his bride. In the Bible, it tells us how he's coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. And that's why you and I are trying to learn now, uh, you know, let's get it together. Let's get it together. Let's take this off. Let's get rid of that. Let's not be with these people. Let's lean towards the Lord. Let's reason. Let's come back to God. Return. Pray. Fast. Fast bring ourselves back to the Lord and the consciousness of God. Amen? And why are we doing that? The Word of God in Revelation just said, and His wife hath made herself ready. So you and I, as the bride, as the church, we have to make ourselves ready. So when Jesus comes on this atmosphere and, and I, my, this is my imagination. I read the word of God. It says how the Trump is going to sound. And in my mind, as that Trump sign sounds, it's calling out and saying Jesus and every being that has the activated Jesus inside of them, living the word, abiding by the word walking with the Holy Spirit, confessing with your mouth and in your heart, okay, and that trumpet sound, mwah, Jesus. Jesus must be inside of you. So heaven is getting ready because Jesus is coming back and he's coming back for you and I, the bride. Hebrews, the 12th chapter let us know that what's going on in heaven is that the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, has an innumerable company of angels and the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. So Jesus was the first of those that are resurrected. Remember, he was risen, risen, risen. By the power of God. but And all of us that believe in him, then we become that as well. So, we are registered. Your name is registered in heaven as a citizen of heaven. Amen. To the God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. A just man, meaning you're walking in reconciliation with God. Okay. (laughs) And you're made perfect by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. (laughs) And then Revelations, the seventh chapter says, after these things, I looked and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. What's going on in heaven? Heaven is very, very, very active (laughs) in preparation of all that is coming, the marriage, the So much is going on. Amen? Now, where is Jesus? And and don't forget Psalm 74, verse number 12. It says, For God is my King of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. So, our Father, who art in heaven, He's still extending and working putting releasing salvation to the earth. Amen. Heaven is always actively coming and interacting with earth. Amen. Where is Jesus today? Ephesians the first chapter 20th verse said that same power, you know, that God, that power of God, he he worked it in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And then he set Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed of God at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Okay. And have put all things under Jesus' feet and gave Jesus to be the head of all things to the church, the body of Christ, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Where is Jesus? He's sitting at the right hand of his body, the church, and his body, Jesus' body, is on the earth. Amen? It brings to memory when he was telling them, I, I must leave and where I'm going, you don't know. And and he said something, but greater works, you know, greater works than what I've done, the body, you and I shall do. Why? He was just one person. We have millions and millions and millions, maybe billion of believers. And cooperatively, collaboratively, yes, greater works. There is an expectation by heaven To those of us that are on earth, we have been crowned by heaven as an ambassador on earth. We are heirs with Jesus. Romans, the eighth chapter says, The Spirit, the Holy Spirit itself, bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. See, it is not enough to be made by God, okay? Because the children of God are those that are obedient to his word. Because if you're disobedient, then you're not a child of God. You are a child of the God of this world, the prince of the power of air. But if you are a child of the living God, then you are an heir. An heir to what? Because if you're a child, then you're an heir. You're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, Jesus Christ. So, that means if we suffer with Jesus, right, then we'll also be glorified together with Him. For I reckon that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So, there is a glory that heaven has put inside of you, and you cannot possibly know the plans of the Lord for your small little tiny life on this earth. Because in God's eyesight, you what you think is small, God created you to be great. Why? Because His glory is released in you as His child. Amen, somebody. There's an earnest expectation of the creature, which is earth. When Adam and Eve listened to the serpent... And ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil when the Lord had specifically said, do not. When they agreed with the God of of this world, they lost their right to be representatives or ambassadors of the Creator. Okay? Matter of fact, Even as you read that in Genesis, you'll realize that they never knew they were naked. Why not? Because they were covered and they were filled with the glory of God. But once you sin, and sin is very simplistic, it is just going against the will of God, knowingly. So once you go against the will of God, you are agreeing that I do not want God's glory. I don't want his glory. I don't want it in me. I don't want it around me. And so once they did that, that glory of the Most High left. And then they saw their humanity, their body. They saw their nakedness. They were not aware of it before because why? The glory of God. Amen. But not only did Adam and Eve fall, the entire creation, the entire earth fell. The order that God had orchestrated for mankind to have dominion was broken. So the animals no longer bowed to mankind. The fish, the fowl, every creeping thing no longer bowed to the dominion of mankind. When God blessed man over in Genesis 1:26, when he blessed them, he also said, replenish the earth. And so the question becomes replenish meant that it is now empty. Empty of what? God's glory. So God created mankind in his own image and after his own likeness so that God's glory could be evident in this earthen vessel. And then by that glory being inside that earthen vessel, it will rule the earth as God himself rules in heaven. Oh my God. The prayer. Lord, let your word today matter to us, God. Bless me, the one you're using to speak, God. Let my thoughts and my heart be clear, Lord God. Bless the hearer of your word, Lord God, so that we can grasp the magnitude, Lord, that you have designed us to operate on this earth, Lord God. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom, the power And the glory and Lord, I repent today for anything, God, that's in my heart, my mind, my soul, my body. Anything, Lord, that is not lining up with your will, Father, extend your mercy and your grace, Lord God, to myself and those in radio land, God. Lord, give us yet today, yet today, another day for your mercies, another day for your faithfulness, another day to be your royal subjects, Lord God, representing you in the earth realm. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. If you just arrived, you're listening to escape to heaven. And that does not mean run away and hide from the things that are happening on earth. That is not what we mean. We mean, if in fact, everything is so overwhelming, then why not learn how to escape to heaven, which is within you? Amen, somebody. The Bible even let us know that greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. So if if things are just too hard for me, There are moments when we encounter challenges and tribulations and difficulties and no one can help us. And in those moments, you must learn to escape to heaven. That means learn to go into what God has already blessed you with, the spiritual blessings that he's already put inside of you. Escape there, grab your power and then come back into the earth realm and rule over it with the dominion that God has given you. I'm going to do that myself. Amen. Servant Marcia telling you today, escape to heaven because you can. Amen. So we are heirs and the whole creation is waiting for you and I to manifest. That means to come to an understanding in the realm of the spirit so that in the earth realm, we can walk with the blessings that God has already given us when he created us. Over some of the blessings of, you know, being crowned as an ambassador for our Heavenly Father is that you are blessed. I, I, you know, I got a lot of things in front of me to say, but I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit lead me. It's important to know that you are not what you do. You will be judged for what you do, but you are Naturally, before you do bad or good, you because of your creation, God blessed you. Now, we lost that through Adam and Eve, but Jesus came back. He came. And through faith in Jesus and the power of the Almighty God and the leading of the Holy Spirit, you are actually able to be restored to the spiritual state that God created mankind in originally. Ephesians, the first chapter, verse number three says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all, not some, spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Christ. Okay? So, everything about us now, after Adam and Eve have lost the original intent of God, now you are able to be restored to God's original intent for your life through Jesus Christ. Amen, somebody? According as... He has chosen us in Him. God has chosen us in Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy, meaning set aside, sanctified for the use and the purposes of God and without blame before Him in love. So you don't serve God in fear. You serve Him in the sense of The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, meaning the reverential respect for God. But you serve the Lord in love because you have a relationship where you are able to receive the love from the Heavenly Father and you extend back to Him love from your heart towards the Father who's in heaven in the name of Jesus. Amen? Okay, I'm Maybe I'm a little deep, but you understand what I'm saying. All of our spiritual blessings are tied up in Jesus Christ, Amen. And so, God predestined us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of God's will. Okay, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He made us accepted in a group. we listening to this, you and I was God saw us before the foundation of the world. Okay. And he came up with a, a way to have you accepted in this specific group. And that group is called the beloved. So we are the bride of Jesus but guess what? We're the beloved of our Father God. Ooh, help me in this house, in whom we have redemption through Jesus' blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, whereupon He abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. So, living as a as an ambassador of God our Father, amen, okay, on earth, means that we're crowned, we are blessed, now we know what blessed mean, and we have wisdom. Job, the 28th chapter, 12th verse says, but where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price of wisdom, neither is it found in the land of the living, Wisdom is not in the earth. The depth said, it is not in me. The sea said, it is not with me. This is in Job, the 28th chapter. Okay? 15 verses, it cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price of wisdom. And no mention shall be made of coral or pearls, for the price of wisdom is far above rubies. So therefore, Whence cometh wisdom, and where is the place of understanding? You know, there's a part in the Bible says that in all you're getting, get understanding. Seeing that wisdom is hidden from the eyes of all living beings and kept close from the fowls of the air. <laughs> it's closed from the fowls of the air. And that, that almost brings to mind, is that of Is that a parable for witches and warlocks? That they, God hides the wisdom from them or spirit beings? Anyway, fouls in the air. But guess who knows where wisdom is? God. He understands where it is and he knows the place thereof. I'm reading the Bible. For God looked to the ends of the earth and he sees under the whole heaven. Then did God see it? He saw wisdom and he declared it and he prepared it, yea, and searched it out. And then unto men he said, behold, here we go, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, okay? And to depart from evil, that is understanding. When God crowned you and I, as His ambassadors to this earth. He gave us wisdom. He gave us the power of discernment. The more I learn about living as if I'm in heaven while I'm on earth, the more I realize that God has thought this out carefully and He has planned it thoroughly. He justified you and I, because a lot of us, like me, have done so many things against the Lord. Has been, I've been a rebel. I've been a backslider, a straight up sinner, you know, raised in church and did not want the word of God inside of me. I was a teacher of the word of God since I've been, was like eight years old and I didn't want it. I ran to the world to do anything that the world would give me to do. And yet as filthy, Filthy as I was, the Father saw fit to justify me just as he has justified you. Let us go to the word of God. Job, the 24th chapter says, How then can man be justified with God? Or how can he be clean that is born of a woman? Romans, the eighth chapter responds to that. And it says, we know, see, all the things that we did that we think that, oh my God, how can you accept me? You know, uh, I, I, I did drugs. I, you know, we're talking about all of us now. You know, I, I danced provocatively. I went to the strip clubs. I, you know, I lie. I steal. I cheat. Uh, I hurt people. You know, I, I fornicate. I did adultery. You did all these things, right? And you're trying to figure out as filthy as I was before I became a new creature. How could God forget those things? Well, let's read Romans, the 8th chapter. Or how could God use those things? How? Well, Romans, the 8th chapter answers it. Starting at the 28th verse, it says, And we know. (laughs) <laughs> that all things see all that stuff you did worked together for good why because in your heart you had the love for God amen even as you were doing the crazy stuff shooting the guns running with the knives the switchblades the gangs all that to them who are the called according to his purpose God's purpose because for whom God did foreknow he knew you Before you entered, as he told the prophet Jeremiah, before you entered the womb of your mother, I knew you. Well, that wasn't specifically just for Jeremiah. He knew you and he knew me. Hello. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate it. Predestinate to be conformed. That means you would be changed and you would be made over and you would be shaped the image of His Son, Jesus, that He might be the firstborn among brethren. Moreover, whom God did predestinate, and I hope I said that right, them He also called. And whom He called, here we go, them He also justified, meaning that He made you Able to be qualified, even though your resume of your character and your actions said otherwise. But God Himself justified you. And whom He justified, them He also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh my God, I am an ambassador. Of the Most High King. And if I'm an ambassador, I am crowned with royalty. Why not let's look at royalty? Because it's important to understand the influence as God's ambassador that you have as a royal individual. Amen. Over in Job, the 29th chapter, Job is a man that was highly blessed of God, but then went through a whole lot of things because Satan said that God only, he only served God because God had protection around him. And God said, well, no, you know, try my servant. And so he went through a lot. And part of it is um, just him questioning why was it worth it for him to live righteously? He never... um, Turns his face against God, but he had a lot of questions. So Job 29th is where he's explaining what royalty was because he lived as a royal representative of God on earth before his tribulations, amen. Starting with the seventh verse, it said, when I went out to the gate through the city, when I prepared my seat in the street, the young men saw me and hit themselves out of respect. And the age rose and stood up. The princes refrained talking and put their hands on their mouth. This is when Job would appear. The nobles held their peace and their tongue cleaved to the roof of their mouth. See, when when you're noble, when you're royal, you are automatically respected. When the ear heard Job say a word, it blessed me. When the eye saw me, it gave witness to me. Why? Because I delivered the poor that cried, and the fatherless, and him that had none to help him. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My judgment was a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind, and feet was I to the lame. I was a father to the poor, and the cause which I knew not, I searched out. Unto me, Job, a royal ambassador of God, men gave ear and waited and kept silent at my counsel. After my words, they spake not again, and my speech dropped upon them. And they waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouth wide as for the latter rain. If I laughed, they believed it not, and the light of my countenance they cast not down. I chose out their way. And I sat as chief and dwelt as a king in the army, as one that comforted the mourners. Woo! We are ambassadors. We are pilgrims in the earth. And we have royalty. We have been crowned. And what we're learning as as ambassadors on this earth, we are to exude the character, the wisdom, and the image of God. You are listening to escape to heaven. When we leave this earth because our time has ended, because, you know, we're just, our time is like a a, a little whimper of air. But when our time comes, we are all hopeful that we will return back to our Father who art in heaven. But as you are on earth, Make up in your mind that you're going to live activated, activated with heaven inside of you so that you can be the royal ambassador that God has made you. We ought to live by God's purpose as detailed in Ephesians, the first chapter, having made known unto us the mystery of God will according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. That in the dispensation of the dispensation of the fullness of times, so He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him and whom also we have obtained. So that is the purpose of God, that you and I obtain an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. I'm going to close right now in prayer from Isaiah. Forty fifth chapter. God of heaven, I pray that we your people see doors, and we see heaven be open. Drip down, O heavens, from above, and let the clouds pour down righteousness. Let the earth be open and let salvation bear fruit and righteousness spring up with it. God, I pray for the blocked doors to be open. And I thank you in advance, God, for the breakthrough that you are going to give us, your children. In this earth realm, we thank you, God, for you being the Father. We thank you, Jesus, for being our Savior and having the keys to hell and death and sitting on the right hand. And God, we thank you, Lord, that you allow us to sit with Jesus, God, in heavenly places. And if you are a person that have not yet given your heart to Jesus, or you're a backslider and you just no longer believe that heaven is real, I'm here to tell you, heaven is real. God is real. Jesus is real. Holy Spirit is real. Hell is real. And I'm going to pray with you today. Repeat after me. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you, repeat, that I am a sinner and I'm sorry for my sins and the life that I've lived. I need your forgiveness. Come on, God will forgive you. I believe that your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, Shed his blood And die for my sins And I am willing To turn from my sin So Father I confess Jesus Christ As my Lord and Savior With my heart I believe That God raised Jesus From the dead And in this very moment I accept Jesus Christ As my own Personal Savior And according to His Word, right now, I am saved. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, then run and escape to heaven. Pick up the Bible. Read the Word. Go on your phone. Go to a church that call on Jesus. Go to a church that believe in speaking in tongues. An escape to heaven is real for you. This is Servant Marcia. From Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ Saying that God loves you He has his mind right on you And you are the apple of his eye I love you And I can't wait I can't wait To come back next week 1130 AM Escape to Heaven God bless you Thank you Bye Anybody want to see you love one yeah. <laughs>